98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. The observatory issues the strong wind signal number three as the tropical depression edges closer to Guangdong and the local weather deteriorates. Health Secretary Lo Chong Mao says reducing the quarantine period for inbound travelers from seven days to three will not lead to an increase in COVID-19 cases. And the administration says an Internet connection will be required for premises responsible for checking vaccine passes. The Hong Kong Observatory has issued the strong wind signal number three, adding that it will remain in force until at least 6 p.m. today. The forecaster says the tropical depression will continue to edge closer to the coast of Guangdong and strengthen slightly, and there will be squally showers and thunderstorms. Kok Mang Hin, a senior scientific officer with the observatory, says the forecaster may issue higher signals, but this will depend on changes in the intensity of the storm. The subsequent issuance of higher signals will have to depend on the changes in the intensity of the tropical depression and the variation in local wind strength. The observatory will closely monitor the development and movement of the tropical depression. Heavy showers and thunderstorms are forecast for the rest of the day, and Mr. Gok urged the public to be alert. We expect a strong winds prevailing with occasional gale force being offshore and on high ground. I would like to remind everyone that the combined effect of high wind and prolonged heavy rain together with the storm surges will increase the risk of flooding. As the astronomical tide will be rather high, the water level in Hong Kong may rise higher due to a storm surge. For safety's sake, please complete necessary precautions against strong winds and flooding, and also fasten the scaffoldings and temporary structures. Please get prepared for possible longer time required for transportation. Seas will be very rough with swell. You are advised to stay away from the shoreline and not to engage in water sports. Health Secretary Lo Chung Mao has said cutting the quarantine period for people arriving from overseas will not lead to an increase in COVID-19 cases in Hong Kong. From Friday, people flying into Hong Kong will have to spend three nights in hotel quarantine instead of the current seven. Speaking on an RTHK program, the health chief said the new rule had already greatly reduced infection risks, noting that statistics show less than 1% of travelers had tested positive for COVID-19 after three days of quarantine. The virus transmission in our community currently is already much higher than having coronavirus cases among the travelers with our 3 plus 4 arrangement. The government has urged to issue has been urged to issue COVID guidelines for employers of new foreign domestic helpers. Now the mandatory hotel quarantine period for overseas arrivals has been cut. The chairperson of the Hong Kong Employers of Domestic Helpers Association, Betty Young, says some members are worried there will be increased risks. She explained that guidelines are needed as helpers will be living with their employers right after their quarantine. Some employers are happy to hear the news because some people really like the ethic to come to help them as early as possible. But still, in their hearts, they still worry if uh, she got the infected person and we made carry disease to their family. And this is the only worry for the employers. Government should give me more us uh, some instruction and advice to employers and what we should do to protect ourselves and protect our family. 
The government says an Internet connection will be required for premises responsible for checking vaccine passes, such as restaurants, as part of the health code arrangements for COVID patients and overseas arrivals. The Deputy Government Chief Information Officer Tony Wong told an RTHK program that operators will have a two-week grace period to update their QR code verification scanner and ensure the phones they're using can connect to Wi-Fi or mobile data to check customers' records. In the meantime, he said premises can use visual inspection to check the health status of visitors. Diners hoping to visit the Lin Hang Chan restaurant in Chunwan this morning were shocked to learn of its sudden closure. This woman says it's sad to have to say farewell to the historic tea house. It's a pity because it has a long history and the food is good and famous. But it's hard to predict now that the economy is not good. There's one less choice for dim sum. It's sad to say goodbye. I feel so shocked as I thought it could last longer given its long history. Metro stations and major roads in the South Korean capital Seoul are underwater following torrential rain which battered the city. The authorities say at least seven people are dead and seven others are missing. Dramatic images on social media showed flooded underground stations, half-submerged cars and people wading through waist-deep water in Seoul's upmarket Gangnam district. The downpour that began yesterday is being described as the heaviest in 80 years. President Joe Biden has been visiting families affected by devastating flooding in Kentucky. At least 37 people are confirmed dead and several others are missing. Thousands of people were displaced after the flooding swept away their homes. Many remain stranded without access to clean water, electricity and critical supplies. Mr. Biden promised to support the local community. I don't want any Kentuckian telling me you don't, you don't have to do this for me. Oh, yeah, we do. You're an American citizen. We never give up. We never stop. We never bow. We never bend. We just go forward. And that's what we're going to do here. And you're going to see. And I promise you, the bad news for you is I'm coming back because I want to see it. Thank you very much. Former U.S. President Donald Trump has issued a statement saying the FBI has carried out a raid on his Florida home at Mar-a-Lago. He was not in Florida at the time. Mr. Trump said a large number of agents had arrived at the compound with a search warrant. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. We understand through sources uh, that this is concerning an investigation into the handling of classified information that was taken to Mar-a-Lago after Donald Trump left the White House. Some 15 boxes of documents. Now we know about this investigation already. It is underway and that is the word that we are getting, that this raid, this search on the former president's home is something to do with that investigation. Three white men convicted of killing a black jogger in the United States have been sentenced for federal hate crimes. Travis McMichael, his father Gregory, and their neighbor William Bryan were already serving life sentences for the murder. The father and son have again been sentenced to life in prison, while Bryan was handed a 35-year jail term. The Mexican authorities say an underwater drone will be deployed as part of efforts to save 10 workers trapped for five days in a flooded coal mine in northern Mexico. The miners have been trapped since Wednesday when a wall collapsed and water from another chamber flooded three shafts. Speaking yesterday, the country's National Civil Protection Coordinator, Laura Velasquez, said everything is being done to try and save the miners. 
There is permanent pumping to extract the water from these mines. We hope to have better news for you tomorrow. We're putting all of our efforts into this. We are with the people. Our goal is to save, to rescue the miners trapped inside the Pinabete mine. Authorities in Cuba say three crude oil storage tanks have now been destroyed by a fire at the northern port city of Matanzas. The blaze began on Friday night when lightning hit one of the tanks before spreading. More from the BBC's Leonardo Rocha. Two oil tanks burnt all weekend, but the Cuban government now says a third has collapsed and caught fire. One fireman is known to have died and 16 others are missing. More than 120 people have been injured, including a senior official who traveled to the site to inspect the damage. The Matanza Supertanker port is the main point of entry for oil imported by Cuba. Three of its eight storage units are now destroyed, and there are serious concerns that the fire could spread to the other five. Crucial food and fuel supplies have been arriving in Gaza again after Israel agreed a ceasefire with Palestinian militants and reopened border crossings. This has allowed the only power station in Gaza, which relies almost entirely on goods brought in from Israel, to be switched back on. Three days of violence killed at least 44 Palestinians, including 15 children, before Egypt brokered a truce. Kenyan voters head to the polls today to elect a new president to succeed Uhuru Kenyatta, whose second and final five-year term draws to a close. More from the BBC's Emmanuel Igunza. This election has four presidential candidates, but the race is being seen between the current deputy president, William Ruto, and he will be contesting against the former prime minister, Raila Odinga. So these are the two main contenders in this election, an election that will be more defined by the issues, including the country's economy. Another issue that the candidates will have to deal with is the rising debt in Kenya, currently standing at more than 60% of the GDP. So these are the main issues that the presidential candidates and whoever wins office will have to deal with. The singer and actress Olivia Newton-John has died at the age of 73. Born in Britain, she grew up in Australia and went on to be a star in Hollywood, best known for playing the part of Sandy Olsen in the musical Grease. The BBC's David Silito looks back at her life. In 1978, Greece was the biggest film of the year. And for a young country singer called Olivia Newton-John, it changed everything. Born in Britain and brought up in Australia, she'd won a talent contest age 15 and decided to be a singer. She worked with Cliff Richard, represented Britain at the Eurovision Song Contest, and then switched to country and moved to America, which led to Greece. After that came the film Xanadu, and then the single Physical which was a departure from her girl-next-door image. In 1992, she was diagnosed with cancer. 26 years later, it was back for a third time. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,207. That's 165 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $50 billion. And in currencies, uh, one U.S. dollar will buy you 134.93 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and one cent. And the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 47 cents. And to sports, where Australia have finished top of the medals table at the end of the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham in the UK, which concluded with a star-studded closing ceremony. Australia had 67 golds and a total of 178 medals, just two more than host nation England in second. 
Our UK correspondent Gavin Gray says the games have been a huge success for the city of Birmingham. This has been, uh, I think, a lot better than uh, Birmingham, the UK, could ever have hoped for. 1.3 million tickets were sold across 24 sports, uh, and uh, half a million of those were snapped up by local people. So I think this is a, a, a game that was well-received in the area, that uh, I think many people who are athletes and those that watch really enjoyed. Um, uh, and, of course, we later saw the handing over, the official uh, ceremonial handing over the flag in order to uh, uh, take uh, place in Victoria State across numerous different uh, sites in uh, four years' time in Australia. So a very uh, symbolic moment, that, of course, for the Games, and a very good Games as regards um, uh, England's performance. Uh, they had their best uh, tally of medals ever, but it is Australia that won the most golds and the most medals at this event. On the final day of competition, Australia kept up their record of winning every men's hockey tournament at the Commonwealth Games after a 7-0 victory over India. The Australian captain is Aaron Zaluski. They are harder than you think to win. Like we have won seven, but it's not as simple as coming out here and winning. Like there's so many challenges that go into winning a, a tournament of hockey, you know. We have so many round games, semi-final, final, and there's, there's challenges without that. And playing against England, yes, two days ago, that was a really tight game, you know, down 2-0. And we had to show a lot of resilience. It doesn't always go your way, and we had to find a way sometimes. And we, I think we did that throughout the tournament. And then just to finish it off with a special performance like that was very nice. In football news, Barcelona have repeated their intention to keep Dutch midfielder Frankie de Jong despite interest from other big European clubs. The BBC's Adam Samuel reports. Barcelona president Joan Laporta says Frankie de Jong wants to stay at the club despite interest from Manchester United. The Premier League side agreed a near $77 million deal for the Netherlands midfielder, but the move is yet to be finalised after several months. He's also been linked with a move to Chelsea, but has been a key target for new Manchester United boss Eric Ten Hag. And recent reports have suggested that Barcelona want de Jong to take a wage cut should he remain at the Camp Nou amid the club's financial troubles. And to the weather forecast, strong easterly winds with occasional gales offshore and on high ground. It'll be cloudy with squally showers and thunderstorms, and those showers will be heavy at times. Seas will be very rough with swells. The outlook, windy with heavy squally showers and thunderstorms again tomorrow. Seas will be very rough with swells. Winds will moderate, but it'll remain showery in the next few days. Currently at the observatory, it's 27 degrees with the humidity at 85%. And please be reminded the strong wind signal number three is now in force, as is the thunderstorm warning. And to end the news, our top stories once again. Observatories issued the strong wind signal number three. Health Secretary Lo Chung Mao says reducing the quarantine period for inbound travelers won't lead to more COVID-19 cases. And the administration says an internet connection will be required for premises responsible for checking vaccine passes. That's the news, sports and weather from RTHK.
passion. But I just can't hate them. You're breaking all the rules down Electric Avenue. Oh, I've never seen two men move. Hand in hand, cold hopper lane. Never take it easy on the PDA. I don't miss you, least not that way. But someone better want me like that someday. And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, the 9th of August, is today's date. Many thanks once again to Todd Harding sitting in for me yesterday. What a fantastic job! Thank you so much, Todd. Also, cheers to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. Cheers to the newsroom. We've got a busy program for you because in the next 10 minutes or so we'll be chatting with whiskey expert john rhodes john returns back onto the airwaves and this time we'll be talking about cask purchases as an investment that's right we've talked a lot about uh, gins and and whiskey but we haven't really talked about um, about investing in casks and whether or not uh, it really is worth it so he'll be joining us on facebook live as well we hope you can join us there too Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You can also drop me an email, 123show at rthk.hk. You can also, uh, yep, find us on Facebook, comment there, 